1: And on the breakaway, McDavid
0: Honestly, it's just impressive. I don't think my English is good enough to find it, another word for it right now.
1: And the century mark has been achieved in game 53.
0: It solidifies he's one of the top players to ever play the game. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers.
1: McDavid, 500 points. I'm
0: James Neal. They're
1: trading heavy
0: leather here. Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers. Leon Dreisaitl! Still ahead here in Edmonton. This is Mike Smith. G-G-R-K-R-A. This is Ryan Nijon Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers.
1: Yes, the Poyer be back barring in. Let's save made by Smith. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah,
0: Digitex does that.
1: D I G I T E X dot The Edmonton Oilers clinched the playoff spot. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chat
0: Stop stopper, so Brendan Escott, setting the table right from the get-go in terms of uh, what we're going to be chatting about on today's edition of Oilers Now. Where's the respect in the game? Uh, indeed, the late, great Aretha Franklin. First time I recall seeing her was in the Blues Brothers, the 1980 version. I think the song was Think if i'm not mistaken from that movie and then in blues brothers 2000 which uh uh wasn't very good. Uh she she actually did respect in uh in that movie as well. Uh passed away a couple of years ago. Man, she had a really interesting uh life. She uh had a child just before she turned 13. Like back in the 1950s. So, uh, the late great Aretha Franklin open up today's edition of What Is Now. Bob Stopper, Brendan Escott, with you. Well, we all know what we're going to be talking about. If we were in places like offices right now, the water cooler conversation of the day would be the Mark Shifley hit last night. We'll get Brendan's thoughts in a few uh, in a few seconds. That's uh, his uh, his cue to stay uh, stay tuned and stay with us here. It was uh, pretty nasty stuff. This is Orders Now. It is brought to you by Digitex. by Alicia next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. On today's show, uh, a recap of uh, some stuff that happened last night, some thoughts, and maybe uh, a piece that uh, David Staples uh, cobbled together on the cult of hockey as well regarding some interesting comments from Dave Tippett or Scott Burnside on a podcast. The same Scott Burnside who uh, took a page out of the Mark Spector book and uh, said the orders aren't going anywhere until Connor McDavid and Leon Dryside will play better uh, defense. And while there might be a slight degree of truth to that, I think most of the listeners to this show certainly appreciate and recognize that Edmonton's lack of depth, uh, the hamstrung nature of the situation that Ken Holland was in for the last two years, may be limited. The wherewithal and the options that Edmonton had, well, clearly it did, because look at how the coaching staff cut down come crunch time. Tells you all you need to know. All right, so uh, we will have uh, a couple different topics in the opening half hour of the show. Sportsnet's Louis DeBras, 1235 today. Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network for Canadian Power Pack at 105. George LaRock at 135 today. Edmonton's sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality. You can text us. You know you want to chime in. Get after it right from the get-go of today's show. Your thoughts on the Mark Shifley hit last night. Is that a suspendable offense? It certainly is in my world. Um, text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804960063. Update those old floors with one color engineered hardwood for only two ninety-nine a square foot. Head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more details. And the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline is 78049 The patio is open now. At the River Cree for all ages from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. You can watch the game on the biggest screen in the city while enjoying daily drink specials and upscale casual menu featuring a 1999 steak and prawn deal. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. Uh, the top story, the story of the day, surrounds what happened last night between The Montreal Canadiens and the Winnipeg Jets. Jake Evans going for an empty net goal, which he was going to get to. That was clear. Went to wrap the puck around, and Mark Scheifele filled him in. A hit that, uh, for those of you that maybe grew up in the 70s, I'll be honest with you. I've been hit like that before in terms of maybe not having a guy run the length of the ice, skate the length of the ice to, to bury me, but... I know I've tried jamming pucks on goaltenders and had a defenseman crack back and blow me up, and but not like that. Not to not having a six foot four guy skate 175 feet, not even attempt to play the puck. Uh, he looked a little frustrated, certainly in the third period. Anyhow, our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling: Get your AC today with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. If you're of a certain vintage. So let's say you're over the age of 40 and you played a fair amount of hockey as a kid at various different levels, even into men's league, if you played in Division One or Division Two. At one time or another, you probably lost your cool, you probably ran somebody else, and you probably had guys run you. That just comes with the territory. But we do live in a slightly different time. As we go to our Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com, Mark. Shifley, Uh, the hit last night, and it was the point of conversation uh, regarding the post-game commentary. We'll start with uh, Paul Maurice, the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets.
1: So early risers get a fresh start. Small business. What was your reaction to the hit on Evans?
0: Well, hopefully, the young man's going to be all right. Um, it's, It's it's such a highly unusual play because when you're back checking back to to kill an empty net play, you're go, you're coming full speed. And when Mark stopped skating, he kept his arms in. It's a heavy, heavy hit. There's no doubt about that. And, um, I'm sure the league will have its opinion. That is uh, Paul Maurice, of course. The league is evaluating that process. Shifley has a hearing today, not an in-person hearing. So the maximum length would be a five-game suspension. Joel Edmondson is a... Hard-nosed, tough defenseman. Many would say he's uh, the right sort of second-pairing left shot the team would be looking for. Won a Stanley Cup a couple years ago with St. Louis. Was paired with Alex Petrangelo after Larry Robinson basically advised uh, Craig Berube to pair Jay Bomeister not with Petrangelo, but to ease the workload on Petrangelo and to have Bomeister with Pareko in a shutdown pairing and then have Joel Edmondson... Play with Petrangelo so he can allow Petrangelo to cheat a bit for offense. Uh, Joel Edmondson's a good player. He had this comment on the reaction to the big hit last night. I mean, it was a dirty hit, um, but the league's going to take care of it. And, you know, if he gets back in the series, uh, we're going to make his life miserable. But, you know, I think the, the league's going to do a good job with that. There you go. And my guess is the league should take care of it. And I think we all know what's coming when safely gets back in the series. He's going to have. He's going to have to answer the bell to somebody. Uh, just, I mean, it was a predatory hit, no question about it. Corey Perry on the mood in the Canadiens' room after the game. It was definitely a, a emotional out there at the end, and you know we're, we're we're going to think about him, we're going to talk to him, and and see how he's doing, uh, you know, and all that for, uh, you know, the rest of the night. And uh, but it's uh, you know it, it's tough when you see that. It's a tough play. I mean, you think back to Corey Perry and the game against the Maple Leafs and the collateral damage on a, an open ice hit that knocked John Tavares off kilter, and Perry was coming up the other way, and he, he obviously didn't try to get a piece of John Tavares, and Perry still had to answer the bell and fight Nick Foligno right after. And uh, I got to tell you, I, I kind of added a newfound respect for Corey Perry as a result of that. And I know guys that have played with Corey Perry, and they've always said he's a terrific teammate, and he's, I mean, He's darn near a Hall of Fame player in his career. He's had some big seasons. Him and Ryan Getzlaff bullied the Edmonton Oilers for a number of years down in Anaheim. And I think we're still in the Oilers' heads even in 2017 when Edmonton should have been able to win that series and they didn't. Partially because they didn't get any depth scoring for the likes of Lucic. Nugent, Hopkins, Everley, and Pouliot, who combined to make $22 million and did not score an even-strength goal in that series. And Edmonton lost three one-goal games, including two in overtime. Um, Brandon, we're going to go to you. Um, my, my, you know, I put my thoughts out on Twitter. A Predatory hit, uh, different time. I grew up, what, you know what, you, you, you knew you had to have your head on a swivel. And sometimes, you know, Sometimes the bear got you and sometimes you got the bear, but that was 40 years ago. And I even think of watching Eric Lindros in the early 1990s and how he used to devastate guys. And people say, well, what about Scott Stevens? Scott Stevens today, some of that stuff that Scott Stevens did would, I mean, he would be a multiple time, eight to 10 game suspension guy, Mark Messier. I love Mark Messier as an Edmonton Oilers fan, grown up, wore number 11 for a number of years because I love Messier so much. Tried to do that patented, you know, lift up the leg and fire the puck coming down the wall sort of thing. Um, Heck, even ran Mark Spector one time because he was lipping me off in the early 1990s. He had it coming to him. But Mark Messier today would probably have been suspended for over 100 games in his career for some of the stuff that we're just simply at a different place in society. And the, the other part of it is players are bigger, faster, they train better. They're more explosive, so as a result, the collateral damage that can occur on collisions is worse. And some people, like, you know, there's a range of opinion out there. Matt Barnaby was like, yeah, yeah, that can't happen anymore in today's game. Sean Avery, never been a fan of his. Total spot picker during the course of his career. Going off last night, you know, pick your head up, kid. We're in a little bit different place. So I'll ask you, Brendan. You played competitive hockey growing up. Uh, I, I don't think there were many hits like that when you played. But what did you think? Uh, should I mean, I'm going to say minimum three-game suspension for Shifley. The floor is yours.
1: Yeah, I you know what, as I'm yelling at my TV at the end of that game, I'm wondering whether I'm overreacting to that, and, and still I'm rage texting my friends and, and wondering whether I'm overreacting to it. But everybody seems to be on the same page that, you know, they he and when the footage came out of him starting that wind up basically from the face-off circles of his own end and, and getting, you know, he was up there in speed. So I look at this like if it wasn't Jake Evans on the receiving end of that, I don't think that Shifley would have taken out his very obvious frustration on another player. I think he saw, you know, an opportunity for somebody with a little less name value, and he was just going to, you know, take out the the pent-up frustration of that game, I suppose. The unfortunate thing is, is I don't know, it's just... So uncharacteristic for a player like Sifley that I think you're you're only going to see, you know, three games here, four games here. But wow, that was as hard or a Richter scale impact as we've seen in a long time. And I think it needs to be punished accordingly because you could see the damage that he wanted to do.
0: And again, we're going to get old school listeners to the show saying, the, uh, you know what, Jake Evans should have had his head up. I agree with you, Brendan. I think Shifley knew, had a pretty good idea who he was hitting there. Do you think he hits Josh Anderson on that wraparound like that? Not a
1: chance. I don't, there's a, not, Most of the Canadians I don't think he hits on that play. Not like that. You know, uh
0: obviously Evans didn't think he was gonna get drilled like that. Others would say, Stoff, he's gotta have a stick up and cross check Shifley right in the face if he's gonna run him like that. Well, he's putting the puck into the net. So and I didn't see Shifley make a move uh to uh to play the puck. A couple other things here. I mean, Shifley had some you know what and vinegar in his game in the third period. You almost wonder, like the Jets were very defensively disciplined against Edmonton. Um and the orders weren't deep enough, and don't have the type of defense themselves that Montreal does. You wonder if there was some exasperation and frustration. And after a while, in relationships, sometimes, but I mean, Shifley got called out earlier this year by the coach. I like I, I'll give you an example. Edmonton went into Columbus during the 17-18 season, built up a five-nothing lead after two periods, and then Columbus spent the entire first ten minutes of the period. Uh, running around and Nick Foligno went and worked over Jujar Kair in a fight a little bit. But Columbus, they hadn't played with any passion in the first two periods. And then they tried running the Oilers in the third period. And this is when Edmonton had Lucic and Cassian. And with about four minutes left in the game, you could see Lucic and Cassian kind of swearing at the Columbus bench and you could like not, and Tortorella didn't say anything to the players. Gerard Gallant does that. I'm not a big fan of coaches that cheer players, But then Dubinsky went out and started a fight with, you know, I mean, he was at least 50-50 responsible in the fight with Cassian. And Zach filled him in and broke his orbital bone. And I remember Jody Shelley's face because he was down at uh, ice level when he realized the damage that had occurred with Dubinsky. And you could see the Oilers staring at the Columbus bench. And I kind of wondered, was something said? And then after the game... The coach Tortorella did a seven-second. Yeah, we're not going to talk about this and moved on. And it—you never know what gets said, right? Like Winnipeg's sitting there, they're down by a couple goals against the Canadians. They're playing loose. They've given up lots of opportunities. Shifley comes out. Comes out he's got to burn his saddle in the in the third period of the game. Took you know, took a pretty cheap penalty earlier. Um. That was an interesting one to me. And, again, I picked Winnipeg to win the series in six. Uh, Carey Price last night was – he was better than Connor Hellebuck, but Hellebuck didn't have – I mean, some of the chances the Canadians had. How many of you think that – I had somebody text to me, Brendan, and uh, and say, Bob, what they should do here is they should suspend Shifley for five games. And that means that his return – he'd miss game two, three, four, five, and six – his return would be game seven. And then that mitigates, if there is a potential game seven in this series, that mitigates against the retaliatory action. And others, another guy said, no, they should give him a one-game suspension, and then he should man up because he's going to have to face the fiddler the next time he plays the Canadians. And And then it's done and over with. And some of you don't. We have people listening to the show. This is how wide the range is of our listeners. We have some people texting us right now saying, Shifley shouldn't have to, to fight anybody on Montreal for that course of action. I would think, I'll tell you right now, in the 1980s, if he hit a guy like that, in that situation, that uh, with, with with that sort of brutal end result, he's not getting off the ice without fighting. Someone's going to be going after him, big time. So keep the text coming on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804960063. We'll get to some of those texts and uh, we'll hit on uh, NHL today for elite promo marketing company branded apparel products and awards all created in house shop local at elite promo marketing.com. Very quickly, I know there was a piece in uh, the Hulk, cult of hockey. David Staples took some uh, excerpts out of a podcast interview that Scott Burnside did with uh, Dave Tippett, in which Tippett talked a bit about the frustration of some of his skill guys and maybe a little bit of a lack of poise in terms of finishing plays off. I, I, I found that a little bit interesting. I mean, I, I look at the Winnipeg series, and um, you know what? Mike Smith was good. Hellebuck was better. Uh, Mike Smith is definitely Dave Tippett's guy. Da- uh, Josh Archibald. Tough penalty in a certain situation that changed the momentum in game three at a critical time. That's one of Dave Tippett's favorite players. And I don't think the Oilers simply could uh, match the overall wherewithal that the Winnipeg Jets had in the series. So it was interesting to hear some other perspectives on that as well. All right, we'll come back with NHL today when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. All right, let's bang off some quick text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at twelve twenty six. Shea Weber is going to chew him up and spit him out, whether it's sooner or later. Uh, those that don't think he needs to man up and fight truly don't understand the code of the game. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Alex says Bob. To be honest, I don't even think it was a penalty. He took one stride after the blue line and was gliding in before the top of the circle. Evans had his head down and wasn't standing straight. It was an unfortunate of the severity of the injury but there is no way that is a penalty and i'm it says this texter who says i'm someone who thinks the refs suck for not calling enough that are obvious again you can text us at 780-496-0063 bob you mentioned archibald the Oilers need more players like archibald on the third and fourth lines yes they do he still took a really uh selfish penalty uh, in game three of the series that turned momentum significantly at that time um uh, Bob, Nuge over Hyman all day long. Hyman is good, but too Weasley to be worth big monies from the math guy. Uh, well, you're entitled to your opinion. Uh, in term, I, well, I, I mean, I want to see Nugent Hopkins back. I'm not sure Edmonton can get in on Hyman, uh, but he's going to be costly wherever he goes in free agency. Uh, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. All right. Uh, we'll keep it coming. Uh, another texture says, Bob Charging seems to be a subjective penalty. Off to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Here's Brandon Escott.
1: Yeah, Boston and the Islanders shift to Nassau Coliseum for game three of that series tonight. They're tied up at a game apiece. Tampa on home ice tonight with a chance to go up three games to none over the Carolina Hurricanes. Kirill Kaprizov, Alex Nadelkovich, and Jason Robertson are the Calder Trophy finalists up for rookie of the year. Kaprizov, uh, or Kaprizov, if you will, probably the favorites. He led Minnesota with 51 points, 27 goals that led rookie scoring. Nadelkovich, of course, was on the waiver wire at one point and then led the NHL with a 1.90 goals against average Robertson. A nice surprise for Dallas this year. 45 points in 51 games. Buffalo won the draft lottery last night. They'll pick first overall on July 23rd when the NHL entry draft begins. The actual only change in the order was the expansion Seattle uh, Kraken jumping up over Anaheim. They'll pick two instead of three. Montreal signed its third round selection from the 2019 draft. Swedish defenseman uh, Matthias Norlander to a three-year entry-level deal 2021 women's world hockey championship will take place in uh, calgary in august that's following its abrupt postponement in nova scotia last month Uh, and the canadian men they're playing russia in the quarterfinal of their uh, rendition of that tournament over in latvia today i think it's a one o'clock puck drop bob
0: all right, here we go. Uh, another texter texts in on the Ashley Floors text line on the hit. Bob, in the 1980s, that hit would have resulted in 42 players on the ice. Maybe in the early 80s. Certainly in the late 70s, early 80s, that would have been a, a possibility. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Louis DeRuss from NHL Hockey on Rogers. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.